Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zaka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. Another season, I should say, as the uh, 2019 version uh, has begun, and the Miami Dolphins uh, off to uh, just abysmal start, 59-10 to debacle at the hands of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, which... The uh, by the way, the last I think three meetings uh, that that uh, Dolphins and the uh, Ravens had uh, have just been absolutely horrendous. I think it's like 137 to 16 is the uh, the scores of it. So obviously the Dolphins don't match up well against the Baltimore Ravens. But even with that said, uh, and with everything that's been going on with this uh, newly formed Dolphin. Uh, Brian Flores' uh, red-led team. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody anticipated it, you know, uh, this bad. And I know people will, because obviously people say, "Well, they haven't predicted to win a game and stuff like that." I got that, um, but uh, they just could not have looked any worse on so many different facets uh, of the ball. It was just absolutely implorable to watch. Um, the breakdowns as they were. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. It's also been a, a, a big off season, so there's been a lot of things going on which we will address. Um, Dolphins lost a legend in Nick Bonacani, um a few weeks ago, and uh, that was the first Hall of Famer that the Dolphins had lost. And, and, and a few weeks after that, now we've lost Jim Langer. So we had that also to discuss. Uh, two Dolphin Hall of Famers die um, very close to each other and before the start of the 2019 season, and, of course, Bob Kuchenberg uh, before that. So um, there was a lot going on as far as that goes. And then uh, uh, a lot of trades and, and, and movement uh, took place right before the deadline with, of course, Laramie Tunzel going to the Texans with Kenny Stills. Um, so we'll address that a little bit. And uh, Kiko Alonso, of course, uh, to the New Orleans Saints. A lot of a lot of shaking up uh, on the roster, and um, you know that obviously that that has a big uh, tie-in to what goes on on the field. And, and I know a lot of people knew that it was a rebuilding process, but um, you know I'm very curious to see you know where this goes, and, and uh, the initial results uh, certainly are of the uh, negative trend and and what most people have uh anticipated uh you know the most of the 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 people that have predicted it was just going to be an absolute onslaught now is the product that we saw on Sunday 
legitimate? Or is that just uh, the beginning of growing pains, and will this team get better? Um, the next opponent in line is the New England Patriots. So uh, I don't see this getting any better before it gets worse, but can it? Um, are, are we looking at another 59-10? Uh, can this team somehow manage to to stay in? Uh, will it get knocked out very quickly? These are all questions that we obviously have to uh, to address and then see where it comes. So without further ado... 2019 is uh, underway, and uh, we bring in Rich Van Zandt for his uh, commentary. Now, Rich, uh, this is the first thing I say. Um, 59 to 10, it could not have been any worse. And I know you certainly uh, did not think that you know they were going in, in the right direction. But um, this team uh, really looked uh not not prepared is that the right word yeah not prepared is a good word but i don't think you know when you go to a a gunfight with a knife you're not going to win it i mean they don't have a roster there's really no there's you know this this team has no stars this team has no identity team has no quarterback i mean where how are you going to win the offensive and defensive lines are atrocious you can't win the battles you know on the lines how are you gonna win? Why? You know, why you're at that? Basically, they gutted this team down to bare bones, and, and you know, I mean, they're really they're building this team around the star cornerback. This is the plan. I don't know. I don't see it, but you know, <laughs> it makes no sense to me. The I don't, first I, thing I, I, I noticed... never saw. Have you ever seen a Super Bowl team gut themselves down to zero, like an expansion team, and then try to build themselves back up to? A, to a high caliber team and it working. Yeah, um, it, that, I mean, obviously that that's the point that you want to bring up here. Now I've went through it and I've looked through it all, and uh, and if you look at the successful teams that have rebuilt themselves and became competitive and ultimately um, the even world champions, uh, I don't think that that's the way that you do it. I think that when you gut down to brass tacks and skeleton. I don't think you ever recover from that. Now, I've went through a bunch of them, okay? So even if you look at the Dolphins, let's start with the Dolphins. 1970, Don Shula comes in there. Um, Probably the most underrated guy that there, there could possibly be, in my opinion, is Joe Thomas, who basically built... The, the Dolphin organization, and they had a lot of talent when he got there. The Zonkas, the Kicks, the Fernandezes, the Greasies, they had a ton of talent. And Shula was smart enough not to dismantle everything, to weed it out, right? Now, if you look at yeah. even pe- people bring up the Dallas Cowboys, and what Jimmy Johnson did was he basically uh, was able to make a trade where he had a 100- hundred picks for Herschel Walker, okay, and and then built from there. And obviously a lot of success you had you had Michael Irvin already on the roster and then, you know, they got a but that that worked. But then when he came to Miami, he seemed like he gutted more than he needed to. And I think that's a big reason why it didn't work. 
Now, if you go and look at any history, I think when you do what they're doing here, you're in for a long haul that never recoups itself. Now, I understand they've made some trades and they've gotten, you know, they've they've got first round picks. The Tunzel trade, sure, that was great. I think they got very, you know, good compensation for it. But there's no product like you said on the field. You do have a a, a top caliber corner, but you know, like you said, can you build around that? And and he is a great corner. There's no doubt about it. Um, but can you build around a corner when you're so in need of so many different positions? And I think it always starts on the line. The first thing I noticed about this game was how dominated the Miami Dolphins were on the line, both offensively and defensively. They seemed like they were just completely outnumbered. And they've been trying to fix this on both sides of the ball for, what, 15 years? Yeah, it, it seems like the line is where they – and which is the proper place to focus if you can, but uh, it just seems but to you me – keep doing it over and over again and have it not work. That's what I don't understand. And even if, like, you know, you have – okay, you, 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 you get good guys in there, but then you get rid of them so quickly all the time, and I don't understand that. I'm not saying I don't think that – however you want to break it down. Tunzel for two first-round picks, that's great. I, I get that's that. A, that's, but, a, that's one of the few moves I agree with. But, again, it's not going to help you, you know, quickly. It's, you know, and you have to make those picks work. If you if you get those two first round picks and you don't do anything with them, you know if they get non skilled players again with that that are safe picks and they don't do anything, you know you have to go out and get some some players that can actually put points on the board. They never draft anyone who can change the scoreboard. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And I know I know that you're big on that as far as getting guys that actually touch the ball. And but you know I one of the things that I have to say is I look back at this right and. When you look at where this team was in 2016, and when they went to the playoffs, and Tannehill uh, obviously got hurt, um, and, and uh, they went to Pittsburgh, you know, they lost that game. But I look at that team and where that was, right? And I thought they were really on the cusp of of coming over to the next level, and how they dismantled that. From you know the uh, Jai and then Landry and all the guys to get back to this point is, is a little bit it, it, it's a little bit scary because I, I think that they are so far from that right now and then on top of it you have a rookie coach who's never he's coached one game in the National Football League and that you that's another you've cleared, that's problem I have like how do you judge him when there's no team. So, like, you know, you could go through this rebuilding process with him, right? How long do you give him to, real, to figure out if he's good or not? Well, I think you know, that – You get a pass for three years, and then you go to year four before you decide if this guy can coach or not? I mean, it's you like would certainly think like, so. How do you judge him? I, I, I certainly think that no matter what goes on the field this year, and that includes not winning a game. Yeah. You know, he's there, obviously, for the next year. Now, if the next year, you know, if you see any improvement at all, I think he comes back for the third year. So I think it's that three-year gap. Um, and let, I mean, you look at Cam Cameron and how he came in and how that team was just horrendous, and, and you know, and, and then he went and the new regime came in. I don't really see see that as a scenario with the way they broke down the roster and you know I know that there's obviously a lot of in-house 
condens- uh, ascension going on, but um, you know that that's going to come with any any top coach. So I don't think you can really put that on anybody. Uh, I, I, I was with uh, you know uh, inside of the, the Jaguars when Coughlin started there, and there was a tremendous amount of of uh, in-house fighting and stuff and uh, rebelling against him, and you know that turned around. And I know when. Uh, was it uh, Lawyer Malloy or one of uh, I think it was Lawyer Malloy maybe that when, when Belichick surprisingly cut him and you remember there was this big mutiny and you know that survived there and and uh, you know so there's always going to be that so I don't look at that as as really a, a sign in any way of whether or not this guy is going to be able to do it but you know you just have to look at um, basically what what the product is when you know when these people start buying in and, and, and doing what you know what they do uh on field and um and and that's going to be a big concern it, 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 this is a very tough schedule like we said i mean very very tough schedule and next week's game obviously you have arguably the best team in football coming to town and yeah they've they've been able to to play decent with them much more than other teams have in fact they beat them last year uh but you know, I I don't know. I mean, this team and what we saw really has a lot. It's lacking a lot. Um, they were burned on a lot of long passes. Uh, it seems like there's guys getting shifted around. And, you know, Baker, they want to make out to, you know, all of a sudden. It's, I mean, it's the same Baker, right? It's the same Baker that's been there. Same Why guy, all of a sudden now? Yeah. Right. I don't understand that and the hype that was surrounding that. Um, you know, so th- those are big question marks for me. They really are. Um I I'm I'm a little, I'm concerned. I, I, I don't I think, think that first, uh doesn't the first play from scrimmage tell you a story? It certainly was indicative of uh you know, what was gonna come. I mean it seemed like it was you know, more same old, and then uh, I don't they know. I just three touchdowns on us yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and know, seriously, if a college team played the Ravens yesterday, I don't know if that happens. Well, you know, you have to say that. Uh, I mean, if you look at the whole surroundings of it, first of all, Lamar Jackson comes one of a, a handful of people now that have a perfect passer rating. He throws for record five touchdowns um uh i mean he was just uh, outstanding right 17 for 20 320 yards and five, uh, five touchdowns and then rg3 comes in and, and he's six for six for 50 yards and a touchdown i mean that's the I kind of day it was on five for five are you kidding me well <laughs> you know I, that's these guys were so wide open it was like playing touch football in the street well you know? then that that's what's you know remains to be seen now because if if that's the case, what is Tom Brady gonna do to, you know Sunday? I you mean, if that's me really the case. Like you know how we used to go like we don't even have a pass rush. I didn't even see a guy in the backfield. Right, there I didn't was even absolutely see a no pass rush. No pass no, rush. And a pass rush. I didn't even see a hurry. I, I saw nothing. Nothing. No, nothing at all. There was absolutely no pass rush in any form, and the run defense was ridiculous. Like you said, Mark Ingram on the first run, you know, 70 yards or whatever he had. Um, I mean, it just was like, wow. But, you know, you, and, you, couldn't uh, let, you couldn't let Cameron Wake finish his career here, right, to have a pass rusher, right? 
You couldn't let that happen, right? That, well, that would be yeah. a really bad thing. Yeah, and then you see, you know, obviously uh, them talking about uh, Clowney in the big trade talks, right? Bringing in a, an older veteran guy like that, which kind of baffled you as well, right? In the same. That doesn't make any sense because what we would have had to pay him doesn't go with the whole philosophy that they're going with right now. So that, no, that made no sense whatsoever bringing Clowney in. Nope, doesn't make any sense. And uh, and I think that the quarterback situation, although you wouldn't know because they they had absolutely no time. The offensive line was just ridiculous. It was really, really bad. The one thing that's ridiculous is why would you bring Rosen in that camp? Yeah, I think that they, you know, the talk was just to get him under center and, and acclimated a little bit. But, um, Stupid. You don't bring him in yeah. garbage time like that. That's not, it's not fair to him. It's not fair to anybody. You don't do that. And then today they go, oh, there's no quarterback contract for you. are going back to Fitzpatrick. Of course you're going back to Fitzpatrick. But there was no reason to bring this kid in there in the first place. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It it's seemed like the panic. Giants did the same thing. The Giants yeah, did the, the Giants, same thing. That was idiotic also. That made no sense whatsoever either. But I think that that's ultimately going to be an issue. Um, but I don't think any quarterback would have been able to do much yesterday the way that that offensive line was protecting and there was just no it was it was bad i mean it was really bad and yeah. a very hot day to boot um really you know everything that you would maybe have feared came to fruition and more yeah now if this continues obviously i always said that opening day is overblown right Teams are not as good as they look, and they're not as bad as they look. But you really have to wonder, at a certain point this year, is this team going to get together? Are they going to start playing much better? I guess I would have thought that they would have had a little bit more of an edge in some area, even if it was just intensity. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you know, but then again, if you they changed 14 roster spots in the last two weeks or something like that. So Can't there was a lot that. of people brought in from the outside. It's not even like... Forget about training camp. You're bringing in people from the outside. So what kind of unit can you have? You, you can't survive that. You really wow. can't survive that. I think that when and you do something like cast-offs, it's not like you're bringing in, like, you know, you know these, these high-end free agents the last couple of weeks. You're taking people who got cut. And yeah. one last thing to say on that is how about, what the way that they treated John Denny, the longest tenured Dolphin and one of the longest yeah. tenured NFL guys, to to just release him like like they did and bring somebody well, who wasn't even part, on a roster. The sick part about that is the man beat out his competition. He made the team, and then the the, the you know the twelfth hour they call a guy who was eating eating a hamburger with his family, you know, two thousand miles away, and they bring him in for a tryout the next day. And he tries out on the field, and they go, you got the job. So it wasn't even like a competition. They just decided that John Denny was going. If that's indicative of the way that this head coach and this organization treats their their personnel, that's not a good sign. And that could be more of the reason that people are rebelling more than anything else. That could be a big reason why so many people in that locker room are apparently disgruntled and, and complaining and they want out and whatever the stories are. <laughs> what, about, um, what about that story, though? You buy into that 
no, 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 I, I, I don't. And I was going to say, I think that that's nonsensical. I think they make this stuff up. But I think that what happened with John Denny certainly had to hit a nerve with a lot of players in that locker room, don't you think? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think many of the players, the new players on the team know who John Denny is. Yeah, you know? maybe. How many cold overs we have from last year? Yeah, could be. It's it's possible, you know. Maybe that is the the reasoning, but it's still a terrible way to to treat. Oh, it's not. Somebody it's not like the right that. way to treat people. It's not. And especially Bad like job. you said, he made the team. So to, to yeah. just bring another guy in after he makes the team, you know, that's not even in the league. It's just not yeah. right. Absolutely, I agree with you. All right, we have a uh, an awful lot to to get to and talk about. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come on back right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Trying to get my courage up There was this long, lovely dancer in a little club downtown Loved to watch her do her stuff Through the long, lonely night She filled my sleep Softly swaying to that smoky beat down on Main Street. Down on Main Street. All right, welcome back. Pat Catello here with Rich Van Zant as we, uh, try to uh, dissect the Miami Dolphins' uh, ab- abysmal start to the 2019 season. And uh should be uh, also stated that th- th- this off season has been very quirky. And uh, the uh, Antonio Brown saga that has uh, just become the head of the news, um, 
Now, as he takes full circle, as the New England Patriots, of course, sign him. And, and Rich, I mean, you can't make it up that this man will suit up for the first time against the Miami Dolphins, right? Yeah, it's pretty sad. It really is. I mean, here, here's, you know, the rich get richer as, as usual. And, I mean, this stinks like collusion from the start. I mean, you know, this this remember this happened with uh, with uh, that blunt guy, too, with, with the Steelers. Remember? Yeah, he, he like forced his way out of there because yeah. he knew yeah. you could go back to the Patriots. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they're known for this, but you know now we find out that you know Brown went to a uh, a social media agency to figure right. out what he could do to get himself released from the right. from the Raiders. Right. So it was like a big stunt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, what it comes down to, and, and there's some new news. I don't know if you heard today, but uh, what it comes down to is, yes, he was trying every avenue to entice them to cut him, which is what he wanted all along, and uh, and and he got his wish. And and now it's, we find out today that uh, Belichick actually um, they they signed him to a deal that it was just released that they have an option now for 2020. And it's you know, a twenty million, million dollar team option. Twenty million, yeah. and if they want yeah. to, they have him. So all they have to yep. do is pull the trigger, and he's theirs next year too, if it works out. Um, so they they have that. And as far as the collusion part, I don't know how that works because apparently Rosenhaus and him and 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 uh, the Patriots you were very close to signing a deal when he was a free agent. So they had a lot of talks going on there, and obviously they were still talking. Now, I don't know how that works, if they could still talk about a contract while he was still under contract in case something happened. I don't know. I don't know what the, the legal ramifications of that are, if, that is, you know, if that's collusion or what. I don't know. But put that aside now. Um, you know, that, that happens, and then they wind up having this deal, which they knew they had. So I know what you're saying. There's not a doubt in my mind. He was on the phone with him and saying, listen, New England's ready. If we get you out of there, you're set. Now, the one thing that strikes me is why Rosenhaus would, he's supposedly the super agent, why he would have that kind of a deal, whereas they uh, – you know, he had $1 million up front, and it basically was like every year he started, he, he got that. But he's better off now than he was then because he's got, you know, 15 of it back, and he could have 35 in two years as opposed to 30 in three, which he had. Well, they, so gave, him, they, gave, him $9 million, they gave him a $9 million signing bonus. $9 million signing up front. He's already got in his pocket, and he'll make yeah. $15 million this year. Right. And then he will make, make he will make next twenty next year if that happens. And let's face it, if that doesn't happen, he's still going to make out better than he had there. So I don't and understand. Next year, even if they they decline the player option, he could sign again for seventeen million or 12, fifteen. The same thing, easily, you know, easily, yeah. easily. Yep. I mean, I don't even think there's much work involved to get that. No. I really don't. Nope. I don't think there's even that much nope. work that would be involved to get that contract, if that's what he, you know. So uh, yeah, it's just it's striking how this basically went. And it, it and bugs, you know, me more is like the Steelers go there again and lay an egg. I, I just you know, the, the, you know, we don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we're on record we can't stand them. You know, our history with them, the way that, you know they treat them. But Absolutely. I mean. Really, every time you go to go to New England, you got to lay an egg. Every time. 
every time. And, uh, you know, the Roethlisberger and Brady, uh, it's just been, it's, 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 it's been so one-sided in every facet, you know, it, it really yep. has. Um, so the only you know, one that forces rivers against them. The only one that competes, you're saying? Well, I'm saying though, the only one that's worse than Roethlisberger against Brady is, is Rivers. Yeah, I mean, certainly record-wise, it's, it's per, for yeah. Uh, would Roethlisberger beat him once? I think yeah, I think in Pittsburgh, right? Didn't he beat him one time? Once, once maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rivers is zero. Yeah. No, I know it's 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 crazy how a team like that you know can't compete and. You know, it's it's very scary to see the the New England Patriots open up like that and uh and now add Antonio Brown to the mix. It's pretty you know, disheartening. And you know, you really worry about this team. I mean well, I you, know, you, look, they, you look at the division again, they're gonna have a cakewalk to the division title again, have a playoff oh, yeah. home game. If they win that they host the championship game. It's gonna be the same yeah. scenario once again. I'm at the point, Rich, where I just really would like them to get a loss and a quick. Because yeah. it's going to be one of those years. Oh, no. It's going to be that's, one of those years. starting to bug me again, too. Yeah, I know. Because I'm really concerned about that. Starting the season, there's no chance that they're going to, that the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets are going to beat them once. It's not going to happen. I'm really concerned. You know? I know. And I'm, and I'm really concerned about it. I think that this could be a, this could be one of those years, man. It really can. Yeah. You know? like I mean, so they look at this team. You know, to start off, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. You know, here we go again. Tariq Hill hurt again yesterday. You know. Yeah, right off the bat. Stop. No, I, I I know. So, not not a really so promising opening week of football. You know, especially you know if if you're a Dolphin fan. Um, you know, you really have to question though, like where this team is headed. And and what they're doing and the ownership well, and everything. What makes me laugh is like when they talk about it, they're like, you know, this isn't going to be a one year thing. How long they had to wait? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, once you're playing the next off season, are you not going to be involved in free agency once again? You're just going to rely on the draft. Like, what's your what's your 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 grand scheme here? You know. Yeah, uh, it, it it's certainly. Put you, uh, you know, uh, on edge because it doesn't seem like you can really see, you know, the light and 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 you know the trust the process kind of thing is just a little bit, you know, uh, it, the confidence of that to me is very lacking. It really is, and, and you got to ask yourself like where where's the uh, the faith in this you know organization or these people doing it come from? Where's it come from? Where's the history? Yeah. Bill Belichick? Yeah. Like, where, where's the history of this? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Matt Patricia, right? Uh, McDaniel, uh, who, who else? You know, sure. I mean, those guys are having a hard time getting it together with more talent and, and, and uh, in my mind, you know, more of a reason to have confidence. So this well, is he a has, little bit. Matt Patricia had some debacle yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're having a tough time, right? I mean, these are his yep. Belichick's big guys. So here you're talking about a guy with zero, really zero, 
experience, uh, you know, to come in and, and now handle whether I don't know how much there, you know, he's hands on with this whole thing as far as the roster being cut down to what it is, but coming in, you know, with that hard, just letting everybody kind of go and, you know, that, I don't know. I don't know if that really always works. You know, sometimes you take a hard line just to take a hard line. You know what I mean? It yeah, kind of feels I, I like that you. to me. I'm kind of getting you know, that you know, feeling. Like, you know, like, say, say like they go next year to the draft, right? And then they have the first pick in the draft. Okay, you have your choice yeah. of all these quarterbacks, right? Yeah. It, you got to hit on that. I mean, obviously, that's like that's the main thing. If you don't hit on that quarterback, you make a mistake there, you're doomed. Doomed. Absolutely doomed. And that, that's why you look at these teams and you say you have to, you kind of have to uh, suck in order to get back. It, it doesn't really work that way. And if you look at all the teams. TV is going, the Dolphins could get the first pick in the draft and take Tua. Well, you know, Tua is, you know, he looks like a great college quarterback to me. But, yeah, you know, I know. You're, talk, you're talking about throwing all your eggs in a basket of a lefty guy in a system in college. That's a like big that's, risk. Like that's going that's to be the, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean look at see the, a guy like that not make it in the NFL. I mean, oh, just you certainly like, can. Panic. And then remember too, when you have a lefty starting quarterback, yeah, something happens to him, and you got to like switch to a backup, and the guy's yeah, a righty. It, it screws everything up. It, it could be an issue. Up. It could be. It, yeah, I mean, I look at look at all the good teams that have won Super Bowls in recent years. And you tell me who started it off with having the first pick in the draft and taking the quarterback. You show it to me. And the Dolphins have had the first pick. They had it in what, 08? They had it in 08. And then they had another. Yeah, the long, when they took long. And they had another pretty high pick when it was Ronnie Brown's year. Ronnie Brown, okay, yeah, so, second pick. So, so, so they had, you know, and what did that do for them? And now go around the league. I mean, the best example that you're going to say would maybe be Andrew Luck, but where did that get you? I mean, that that was even like a little bit he disappointing. Got yeah, so like I know. So you show me where the team had to go one in fifteen to turn it around. Cleveland did it a few times. Now I think Mayfield, you know, is the real deal. I love him, but even that, we're, they're still so far away. How, how, many their talent. how many times did Detroit have the first pick in the draft? Exactly, and what what happened with that? And they actually they haven't, a, they, they haven't won a playoff game in thirty years. And and they actually have a quarterback that's much better than a lot of the misses, and it didn't do anything yeah. for them. Nope. So that's my concern. Like if you gave one in fifteen right now in the first pick in the draft, I still think you're so far away from what you need to do. And you do need a quarterback. There's no doubt you need a quarterback in this league. I'm not yeah. saying that because you absolutely do, but it seems like the great ones don't generally come with the uh, automatic first pick. It seems like they don't, Rich. If you go around no, the league, right, most of, and most you look of the better at, ones aren't the, but most of the great quarterbacks aren't number one picks in the draft. Most of them. Even if you look yeah, at now who's dominating right now, most of I mean, them yeah, aren't the first pick. One pick. Is there a first pick in the draft quarterback in the Hall of Fame? I don't think there is. In the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Well, well. Tr- well, Troy Aikman was a first, wasn't he? John Elway was a first. There's a lot. He was what, number one. Gonna... Elway went number one? Yeah, of course. That year? Okay. All right. Yeah, Elway did. Uh, Troy, Troy Aikman did. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but you know, uh, 
But th- there's still so many arguments to be made with that. Because if you look, and the game has changed a lot too. But if you look at right now, if you look at like who's playing in the league right now, just to go around, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, you know, they're, they're all far from first picks, right? Yep. I mean, they're, they're far yeah. from it. And those are the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, and, and, and then, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a few. like Drew, it, Drew Brees? Drew yeah, Brees is in the 20s, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I said Drew Brees. But okay, it, it, okay. It, he, I mean, he was in the 20s, right? Um, Joe Montana, back in the day, was he a fifth rounder or something like that? Well, if you're going to go there, I mean, you know, I think our own guy is the you know the best. Marino was like, you know. Yeah. But, the second to but last now, pick of the first round. So if you look at, like, what it takes to rebuild, that's just one piece of the puzzle. And there's so much more that needs to be done in order to, to get there. And I just think when you start cutting without getting – Okay. Um, Kenny Stills, Tunzel, okay. You know, you had to do that. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I think that there was a lot more guys that, you know, didn't need to go that maybe you could have, you know, worked around. This town, this roster, it, it seems pretty weak to me, right? It oh, seems like. Weak. But, you know, keep in it, mind, too, you know, we have to recover from, you know, four years of terrible drafts. I don't know how. I don't know how you do that. That's why your roster looks like this because our drafting has been atrocious the last four years. And I still state to this: I I think that the Dolphins, I think they hit on a bunch of guys, and then they just basically gave them away. Yeah, I I really do. I mean, when I look at like the people that they had on there, even guys I don't like. You know, like if you look around and, and, and you see, um, you know, well, Jarvis Landry, Mike Pouncey, uh, Jay Ajay, uh, uh they had, a, uh, let's see, um, uh, I wonder if I count Vernon because he took a high contract and I don't think I would have resigned him. But, um, well, they could have before it got to that point. That's my Right. Know, I guess they could have. That was the Vernon contract, you know? Yeah, I guess they could have. But, I mean, I think that if you look at it, uh, um, there's a long line of guys. Like, even the uh, Vontae Davis. Um, I, you know, I look back, I don't go back too far, but I think that the Dolphins were able to bring in some pretty good talent. But, but then they just gave it away. And they, they yep. put themselves in such a hole because of it. And I think that's, like, my, my issue, you know? I, I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, it's hard enough to do it, and then you do it, and you give it away. And, you know, you know too, like, you know, like this, this rebuilding, you know, agenda that they have going right now. You know, when you have a team that like this, right, and you're say you're going to win, you know, best case scenario, what do you win, five games, four, if that's like if something happens crazy, right? Yeah. That's probably yeah. the area that they're in, four to six games like that if everything goes perfect. I mean, you know, you're basically promoting a losing mentality for the players that are there. And that's not good either. Well, yeah, I think it's hard to, to change from that, but – but I think great teams do do that relatively easy. Uh, that's the one area I'll say that if you look at the teams that like rebuilt and became great, they really did start with that and go up. Because when you when you do it right, if the talent's there and the team's there, it's just going to start winning. It's just going to get real good real fast. But it takes a lot to get there. Yeah, look at the it look really at this does. year's draft. 
there's no impact guys that we drafted again. You know, we were seven wins last year, okay? So, you know, you, you had decent draft picks. There was no impact guys that they brought in. Uh, no, I mean, they huh. they seem like they don't draft for that. Like, uh, it seems like that's not yeah. really – yeah, I know. It it just – it does. It seems it's like that's not really, really where they're is. going. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and I hate to keep, I like, you know, that. kicking a dead horse, but – yeah, I don't understand that. I don't get that mentality. I mean, I know you're you're saying that they should have guys, you know, that, that touch the ball and can score points, and you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just that, you know. Yeah, they, they, uh, they my, don't draft anybody who can change the scoreboard, except for the I negative think, side. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think getting rid of Landry was a mistake as far as that goes, you know. I think that they – and they could have signed him for for a song, basically. Yeah. They really he, could have. They he, could have signed him yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to stay. And, you know, Cameron Wake wanted to stay, too. I don't understand it's the end of his career. But, you know, a better team took him than us. Yeah. Yeah, a better team took him you know, than so, us. Yeah. So why, well, why would you be, let him A much better team, actually. A much better team, actually. Why would you let him finish your career with you? He's two sacks yeah, away from 100. You know, because I, I think mean, that goes. You have no pass rush whatsoever. Uh, you know, maybe he could develop some younger pass rusher. Rich, because I think it comes down to the, what I, I think it comes down to what we talked about earlier, where it's, it it falls right into exactly what our whole topic of this show is, just gutting everything out for the sake of gutting it. I mean, that yeah. falls right into there. Well, yeah. what, what could be so wrong with having you know uh, a borderline Hall of Fame guy at the end of his career? Helping and in, 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 you know teaching the rest of the guys on the defensive line and just having Nothing his presence there. Well, what, what could be all. so bad about that, right? Yeah, and, and I'm that sure he knows a lot of tricks how to get to the quarterback too. Exactly, know? that speaks a lot. It really speaks a lot. Yep. Uh, let's take a no, quick break, man. We'll come on back and we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll take a quick break right after this. It's intercepted at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be run in for a touchdown by AJ Dewey at the ten to five. He's scores. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Love runs high in the dark. Give it to me easy. And let me try with pleasured hands to take you in the sun to promised land to show you everyone. It's the time of the season for love. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Has he taken 
Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant here as we come to the uh, final stretch of the show and we'll lead you up to the Monday night game. Uh, There's actually two Monday night games tonight. So uh, I have the uh, Saints and the Texans, which should be an interesting game because you want to see where the Saints come back from, uh, you know, last year. Uh, their uh, call and everything, and of course Kiko Alonso will be suiting up. So I know Rich is excited about that. And then uh, you have the two West Coast uh, games. You have you have the Raiders and uh, and Denver. And you know, just let, let me throw this at you, Rich. You know how we've talked about all the rebuilding processes and everything and what they've done. Well, yep. I I think that what the Raiders did with Khalil Mack was a huge mistake. I don't think they'll recover from that. I think that he was a once in a twenty-five year. Defensive guy that you you know you turn around and you win Super Bowls with. I really do. But that being said, they got those picks. They traded you know their their top receiver. And they 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 they're stacked with picks. Okay, and they have arguably a franchise quarterback on their roster. Okay, and I still don't think they're going to be able to necessarily turn it over to the level, the next level that they need to. We'll see. Not this but year. they're in so much better shape. Well, it doesn't have to be this year. It doesn't have to be this year. Yeah. I'm just saying in general. We're nowhere near that. We don't really no. have those picks, and we don't have a quarterback. So we have an even harder role, road to go down, right? That's yeah, my it's, point. It's not easy. They act like it is. They act like this is the plan, and we're, we're fooling everybody, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand they act like it. I just, I don't necessarily see, you know, enough picks, you know, where I, yeah, they're gonna have, they're gonna have picks, but is it enough picks to turn around? I mean, if you keep taking Raquan McMillan or what's his name, our middle linebacker. Yeah, you got it. You got that right. Yeah, you have to make him work. I mean, you know, at what I mean, point he was a, you need to hit on a couple stars. You know, I heard. I heard our new coach say he doesn't like superstars. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that because he doesn't have any. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the concern there. You know, like I, you, you you have to, like you said, and you have to hit. But I can't explain to you. I, I don't know how they make it work with what they do. It doesn't make any sense to me. They they take these guys and you never heard of them and and they overperform and when they leave they stink. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's not one guy who left and could duplicate what he did there. Yeah, it's either it's the best system in the world or Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that ever lived or Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that's ever existed. I don't know. I can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't make sense to me. Um, It doesn't make any sense to me either. I I don't understand how they do it. It's, it's unbelievable, you know, and, you know, again, you know, they open up at home against the, you know, <laughs> at night against the Steelers, you know, it seems why, like everything's for them, you know. Why, why is every, every big game that they play at night 
always up there. Always. Yeah, always. Why? Always. I mean, I get they won the Super Bowl. They have their presentation. But why is every night game that matters up there? It yeah, really is. Ball. I don't understand yep. that either. And then as far as, like, you know, uh, just yeah, they're in a division, like you said, you know, Adam Gase's Jets. You know, they like a, lay a big, you know, late egg in that game. <laughs> you, in Buffalo you gave it already. It says Jets now. One, one game in, it says. What's <laughs> that? Took possession. Adam Gaze took possession of the Jets already. <laughs> one game in. Well, no, it's, no, it's just, no, but it's just team now. I said Adam Gaze's Jets. That's <laughs> no, my point is my point is that's who the New England Patriots have to compete against. It's Adam Gaze's Jets, the Buffalo Bills, and us. Yeah. So I, you know, let's be honest. I mean. Ten and six probably wins the division with with room to spare. By three games, right? By three games, and uh, and, and uh, you know, and, and you know that you know they're going way beyond that. I, I'm I'll be very happy when they get one loss under their belt. I mean, I really will. This is shaping up to be a team that I'm really, really kind of fearing. I don't like this at all. And uh, well, they do play our schedule, so there are just these tough games, you know. They have a few of them, but they seem like yeah, the they're Cowboys all. Are a tough game. They have a couple of tough games, you know. They do have a few, but yeah, I mean, you have to have a yeah. few, you know. It's just uh... <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't play a team with a a playoff team for eight weeks. I think the first eight weeks, I think that I don't think they play a playoff game. Really? Yeah, this year. Besides the, the, teams for the first like eight weeks. Besides the Steelers or the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They didn't. So no. that counts in that. So they don't play. They don't play uh, any playoff teams. Yeah, six or eight weeks eight. they don't play a playoff game. Yeah. Wow. You know you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta ask yourself, you know. Yeah, it can't all be a coincidence. Yeah, boy, it's, it's well. Let me ask you. I mean, we've been ranting for you know, almost an entire show here. Is there any positives that you can, you know, that you really like that you can build on here? Um, I mean, Devontae yeah, the Parker. Field goal kicker I'm, I'm tired. Okay. Who? The field goal Who? kicker looked pretty good. The yeah, he actually kicker. is. He actually is pretty good. He actually He's is good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. That yeah. is a positive. Sanders yeah. is a very good kicker. And I, I, I like the, I like the free one. agent. I like the free agent receiver Wilson. I think he's got a lot of talent. And that was a nice yeah, touchdown do. catch made. You know, I think I think he's positive. But you know, he's going to certainly need somebody to throw to him. You know me. Yeah. I was never a Fitzpatrick fan. I, I thought bringing him in was was stupid. You know. This, this is your caretaker. That's the best you got, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, they they brought him in before Rosen, so I don't know that that was the way they designed it initially. But um, but now that they have him, you know, uh, you know, obviously he he'll be able to do some things. He's uh, as good as any veteran out there. I mean, his team's without it. You know, listen, uh, you know, you look at the Jaguars now with the Foles injury and stuff. So guys are in bad shape as far as you know quarterbacks go. But you know, I just. It's such a weird situation because neither one of us think Josh Rosen is going to be the guy. 
And we really, I, I, you know, we don't. We both don't. I no, think we both agree no, that he's I don't, not going to be. I didn't, I didn't like him when he was in college, and I certainly don't like what I saw for two seconds yesterday or in a preseason. Uh, so now if you factor not. that in, so if you factor that, um, then yeah. Fitzpatrick is basically holding it down until Rosen's ready to, to then take the snaps, and then you'll go into next year. And uh, it's just, or I think, it's I think just, week five. I think week five you see Rosen. I think that's the that's going to be the, the yeah, starting I think point. So, you know, I think so too. I just I think so too. I just don't know where you know, don't know where that leaves everything. You know, um, I really don't. I don't know where that leaves everything, and I don't know what they're looking for. I'm not for. saying it's going to work. I'm just saying that's what you're going to see. You know. Yeah. No. 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 That's the plan. There's no doubt that that's the plan. You know. Um, you know, it could happen. It could happen a lot sooner because. The way this well, offensive line is, I mean, sure, this could get sure. hurt in a minute, you know? This, he was this taking offensive line, like, yeah, he certainly was. Yeah. I mean, he had no time to do anything. I, this, nah. Johnny Unitas is not doing moving that offense yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you what know? kind of running game are we going to ever have with this line? Right? And, 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 and what's the deal with Drake? I mean, why he he's not hurt. He wasn't even in for, like, the first. Uh, I don't get that. Yeah. He didn't play, like, the whole first half, really. I don't know. What it comes down to is, like I said, I think that you have to be condescent and very careful not to just make moves to make moves. You know, Adam Gase had a problem with personnel because he tried to well, – Here's the other thing, right? The other, the other weird signing was, you know, Grant got hurt last year and he was out for yeah. a long period of time. Why yeah. were you in such a rush to sign him to an extension? I guess because they – I mean, it, it wasn't – it was a $6 million a year. Yeah, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Why don't you wait till half the season to do it or something? See what, he, what how he performs after that injury. Why would you want to lock this guy up without knowing what the future is here? Well, I don't you think don't his injury was that, that severe. I, I, I think, I think that, uh, I think the Albert Wilson one was a much worse injury. But uh, you know, he's your yeah. kick returner. He's your kick returner, and they probably not. They probably don't have to give up that much guarantee. I, I, I know you don't like them resigning him like that. And I understand why. It's because they basically don't. The guys that they let go, but they bend over backwards for this guy? I don't understand. You know? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, well, you don't like that guy. He does do a lot of good things, though. He's an exciting he ball player. He fumbled the ball yesterday. It was going on the kickoff. Why don't you Turned like him? Because he's small? Because he's small? No, not It's Look, I don't, I don't hate the guy. I think he, did, he had some big moments last year. You know? Yeah, he, and he, he returns kick. kicks pretty well. well. I just don't see my point is, I don't really see why you would resign a guy that you don't know what it, what he's going to do after an injury. Well, I don't think you that know? much of it was guaranteed. It's a two year deal, right? Three year deal. Three years? Well, yeah, it was. It was. It seemed like it was a lot of money. I don't remember the numbers top of my head, but it seemed like I a thought, lot of money. I thought six. Yeah, I thought six million guaranteed, but I don't. He doesn't really yeah. have a position either. He's not really a receiver. You know, he's basically no. your kickoff guy. He's your kickoff know, guy, and then he's before. like a quasi receiver. Yeah, him as a receiver is ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he does touch the ball, though. That's what you want. Well, I mean, he does score. Yeah, I mean, but you're rebuilding from scratch. That's what you're building No, around. no, no. Think not Howard I mean, that's the two long-term no, contracts that he came no, up with? No, it doesn't no, really make no, a whole lot of sense. No, but I don't think you classify that. Like as that kind of a move, just resigning him. But yeah, I understand where the frustration with if that I was comes in. If a football card collection, I wouldn't build around those two. 
<laughs> well, Xavier Howard is the top corner. He might be arguably the first or second best corner in the league. But you got a lot of room before, you know, you get results on the field because you have a top corner. I think that's your Yeah, of course. Uh, you don't build your team around that. I mean, obviously you want a top corner, but you don't start there. Yeah. Yeah, you start there. Um, but uh, you just you just need so many more facets. And you can't, just, you can't just have that. We don't even I mean, have two can, corners. <laughs> Minka had a really <laughs> rough day yesterday. Minka had a very rough day yesterday. It, it looked like it looked like he gave up. Tell you the truth. You know, see, I it think like he's he more. In well, he's the kind of guy that I think is like a very hard hitter, and you know, a, 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 a safety, and they're trying to turn him into a cover corner. <laughs> I just don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I don't understand any of this. You know, that's just, I mean, yep. we've seen him exposed at different times in the past, and it just seems like that may be the same situation again. You know, so, yeah, I, I understand it from that perspective. And I think that, that, that you know, that becomes frustrating too. And, you well, know, the, especially there is when good you news after this. You want to hear the good wise? news? Yeah, there's only yeah. 15 more games left. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the good news. It's a crazy <laughs> schedule, though. Really, Baltimore, well, the New England, then on to Dallas and to the and to the yeah. Chargers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It really is. And what we win twelve games last year? Yeah, it must have. We must have been in the second round of the playoffs, right? I mean, look at this. Just the argument's sake, this is a bad team that's really looking to just get some oxygen and stay above water for a little bit. And look at this schedule that that the Dolphins have been given. Okay, you got Baltimore, New England, at Dallas, Chargers at home, you get a bye. Then you got the Redskins, at Buffalo, at Pittsburgh, Monday night, and then the Jets. Then you're at Indy, Buffalo again, at Cleveland, Philadelphia, at the Jets. At the Giants, the following week, two in a row. Then you got the Bengals, and then you're at New England for week 17, (laughs) <laughs> a couple of days after Christmas, <laughs> the final uh, final game of the season. I mean, that that's ridiculous. a ridiculous schedule. Yeah, for a seven-win team. Were, for a seven-win team, that's a bad schedule yeah. for a ten-win team. <laughs> that's the schedule that you're like, really? I know we yeah, won ten I'm, wins, but you know, really? Here's another thing. Going back to yesterday's game real quick, I want to get this off my chest before I forget. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Going for, faking that punt on fourth yeah, and one. Yeah, good, good. Com- so yeah. classless. You're yeah. a 35 nothing, and you're faking a fourth and one punt. Really? Right, right. I mean, that's, that's low. You know? Boy, was that was, – I, I shook my head on that too. And we talked about it a little bit. I'm glad you remembered to bring that up. And why I'm going to show on this. I, I, I thought about it, and and – the only thing I could think of is I know that there's there's a lot of bad blood between the Steelers and the Ravens and certainly the Patriots and the Ravens and I and I wonder if that's a dig towards the Belichick era and I don't know if there anything went with Flores and him but I wonder you if know, there Flores, is some like how long was he really there he was a linebackers coach before last year yeah I don't think how much bad blood could there be between Flores and Harbaugh I don't see it. I don't know I you know who who knows if there was some kind of an incident or if that was just a yeah. message being sent cuz other than that you really have to you know that was a little little crazy I mean I guess you know we we know there's no way of of 
the Dolphins weren't coming back from that, but I guess, you know, he's seen the nail in the coffin and figured, let me put the dagger in now and, and get it over with. And he did. But, uh, you know, it just seemed like, <laughs> right? <laughs> it looked like a video game play. <laughs> yeah. A six, what, they got, what, they got 40 yards on that or something? It was ridiculous. A, a, six, a successful video game play. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, well, hopefully we'll have a better. I mean, this is a rough show to start off the season, you know. Not but, easy. Uh, but, no, uh, congratulations on our 13th season together. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Look forward to it. And uh, the Dolphins go, uh, you know, host the uh, Patriots next week and hopefully have uh, a little bit better uh, news to report in some fashion because I don't know that it's necessarily going to be a win. But thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Better go.